Hey, you guys, welcome to The Long Ride with Wild Ponies, episode number seven. We are Doug and Talisha from the band Wild Ponies, and we are so excited to bring you this special episode featuring Kim Ritchie. They're all special, Talisha. They are. They're all special. I was actually thinking that when I was saying it was a special episode, every single one of these episodes. That's the plan anyway. This whole project is special. I know, it's a special thing. Everything's special about it, yeah. (laughs) To us, anyway. But it is cool to have Kim. Kim's been a hero of ours for a long time. We've loved watching her career. And she's, she's one of the best singers. She's such a great singer, great songwriter. And she's so personable and open when you speak to her. Uh, on stage and on, on this on the show, we've had her on Whiskey Wednesday on our radio show, and um, she's just a real person on stage or off. She's really fun to talk yeah, to. Yeah, so grounded and real. I just love it. And that insight that she has just kind of flies out of her mouth. It's crazy. Like she says things that are just uh, life changing in, in an instant. You don't even notice it, and, and there it is. Yeah, right. You kind of want to like reach up and and grab her thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> So keep That's listening. Possible. Pay attention. Pay attention to this one. That's all I'm saying. You know, huge thanks to our sponsors for this show. We could not do this without the Russell, the hotel in East Nashville, and Orstrom 1917, makers of fine, fine journals. We really appreciate them being sponsors of this show. I'm really enjoying my journal right now. Hey, we should mention we are recording this and we're sending this out to you during the middle of the lockdown, the coronavirus lockdown. Yeah. So if like the intros and, and middle part and outro seem weird, it's when you hear because more, it's weird, yeah. y'all. <laughs> and if you hear more than 10 people clapping at the Bowery Vault and you think, wow, there's 10 people gathered in a space together and you think things used to be that way. Right. They did. They did. They did. And, and hopefully, hopefully they will again yeah. soon before too long. True. All right. But for now, we're going to drop you into one of our favorite places in East Nashville, the Bowery Vault, where we are hanging out. With Kim Ritchie. Let's do it. All right, Kim Ritchie. Grammy nominated. Kim Ritchie. Okay, so now I sing a song. Yeah, sing two. two. Okay, now I'm singing two songs. All right. Hello, everybody. All right. You guys are good. Good audience. Okay.
y'all. And every time when I'm playing, uh, oh, most of y'all are musicians, right? So, so when you're playing a song, there's other stuff, right, going on in your head. And especially if, if I'm someplace like this where I can see y'all and, and I'm just going, oh, she was so good in the video, you know, and I'm supposed to be paying, I'm supposed to be, you know, remembering the words and everything. It's really distracting. But, but on the intro to that song, it's so long. And every time I, I, I keep myself from saying, but I always want to say, that the song is just like a, a rhythm guitar instrumental. That's that's what it, the start of it sounds like. Um, okay, I'll play. This is off. Oh yeah, it's off the same record. Bittersweet. I should be getting some sleep, I try and try, but I can't keep from picking apart everything that we said. Yeah, I shouldn't be running this maze, trying so hard to find a way to raise up the dead. I should fix the lock, feed the cat, take the clothes to the laundromat, pay some bills and get a clue. Get up, get about you. I know, I know. Yeah, well, I shouldn't be spinning my wheels just to see how bad it feels, just to see how far I will go. I should be breaking these chains, not dragging them around just to feel the pain. I never should have taken this road. I should fix the lock, feed the cat, take the clothes to the laundromat, pay some bills and get a clue. Get up, forget about you. I mean, no. we've got her first record came out in '95, titled Kim Ritchie, right? Good record. Thank you. Is that right? And and then since then, like nine more records, I think. 
something like that. Eight or, eight or nine, ten, a little EP, all kinds of wonderful things. Cut, cuts and co-writes, Dixie Chicks, Radney Foster, Trisha Yearwood, Patty Loveless, Terry Clark, Brooks and Dunn, Laurie Morgan. You have sang on records with Laurie those Morgan? people. That's what it says. Oh. That's what it says in your bio. <laughs> Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Elvis Presley, Elvis Frank Pres Sinatra. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a good career. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna reach way back and okay. we're gonna ask you if you remember your first paid gig. I do. You do? What was it? I was in a trio when I was a senior in high school. We tried out as a joke for the steak and ale. You remember those ye olde steakhouses? Yeah. Yes. So, so we, we tried out for that. We learned three songs, me and two guys, and, and went just for fun to try out. And we, you know, we played in the, we're for the lounge gig. So we played our three songs and the guy says, you've got the job. And we're like, oh, we don't want the job. <laughs> we just wanted to we play know, We know three songs, you know, and we don't have any stuff. And he's like, well, I'll get you stuff. Like, you know, stools we don't have any stuff. music, like, you know, the sound system and everything. And then we just, you know, and we had two weeks to learn. Uh, we were supposed to play four sets and we played five nights a week, four sets. And we, we figured we would play, we would learn three sets, and if anybody was there still at four, that was their problem. We were, <laughs> we were going to say number one, one over again. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we, we, were, we weren't very discerning in our uh, song choices because we just needed as many songs as we could. Can you still play any of them? Do you remember what they were? No, I mostly sang. I didn't play a whole lot. I, I, that was when I first... Uh, first got really into Joni Mitchell, though. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. I sang, uh, uh, my friend taught me uh, Circle Game. Yeah, and yeah. I learned and I learned that song, and then I went Joni Mitchell crazy. And the first uh, album of hers I bought was the Double Live Miles of Isles. Yeah, and then I just bought everything. That's so, yeah. that's amazing. That happened to all of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, any of us that have meaningful music careers has <laughs> have, so, have spent some time with Joni Mitchell. You know, Discerning taste. Yeah. But that gig, though, that, 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 you know, our first gig was kind of a similar thing. We had, we had this weekly gig at this Italian uh, Italian, um, Italian Venezuelan, Venezuelan restaurant. restaurant in Martinsville, weird Virginia. Thing, but, yeah, but we played there every Saturday. It was the same thing. Like we would mostly do covers. We would do, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary to the Doobie Brothers or whatever. Ani DeFranco. But you learn how to... Paul and Mary. Just or whatever. Peter and Mary. Just, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. my sister was in the band, so she could cover... Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we had a did you have a name? We did have what a name. What was your band name? The band. No Evil. No Evil. What was this band Terrible. name? Blue Monday. Oh, that's better. That's way better. That's way better. <laughs> I'm not taking credit for that name. <laughs> so how does that, and so that was your first paid gig, and it's great that you have that distinct memory of it. What about your, your most recent paid gig? Because you're not getting paid today. But, um, <laughs> your most recent um, paid gig. And how, and how, how are they... Similar and different. Oh man, they couldn't be more different. Yeah. Really, we we, uh, we we just got back from Colorado, like we were talking, and we played in Ure, which is a really cool little mountain town. It's like, uh, it's, it looks very western, like an old western town that that uh, is in a canyon. So you know, you go so far on Main Street, and that's it. Yeah. So it's like even I thought I thought it'd be cool to live here, and then I thought it might be even like more small town than a small town, you know, because there's one way in and out but we played um we played a concert there the guy sent me a picture of where we were going to play and i thought it was a yurt and i was telling everybody we were playing in a yurt and i thought that was kind of cool but it was just a regular tent and it was, 
but we played in a big tent and uh, and it was outdoors and it rained. Ooh. But but everybody, you it know, it doesn't rain in the steak and ale. No, well, it's it's like Colorado outdoorsy, you know. So they're just all sitting out there in the rain. They they didn't mind. They didn't so, care. No, it was it was really it was great. Um, so I don't know how was that different. It was the same in that probably nobody that was there knew who I was. Oh, so. no. <laughs> there were a couple people, but um, but it was it was it was a good it was a good gig. But it wasn't it had nothing in common really with the steak and ale. Do you have any um? Do you have any pre or post show rituals? Anything you do right before you're getting ready to step out onto stage, you do? I stick a piece of gum in my mouth. Do you really? Do? Oh my God, you do! <laughs> Secrets with Kim. Now we know. That's, awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. How long have you been doing That's that? That's about it. Well, for, for a long time, I remember when I first got signed to uh, Mercury, they were, my publisher, see, I chew gum because if it, it singers, like, it keeps your throat sure. moist. You, it has to be the sugar, uh, sugarless that's bad for you because that makes your uh, saliva glands work. And, um, but anyway, so, so it keeps your throat from drying out. So, uh, um, and I've never swallowed it. And so people always ask, you ever swallowed your gum? But, but when I first was signed to Mercury, my publisher were, publisher was talking to the label head Luke and said okay so she shouldn't chew gum right she's not allowed to chew gum on stage and and he said okay you can chew gum as long as it's not that green one the yeah. extra green <laughs> right. that you can like that glows in the dark that you can see it sticking it's to be out like of your mouth it kind of gives you this cool like sort of like I don't care about you know like rock and roll vibe of chewing gum on stage. A little stage. edgy, a little, a little edgy. edgy vibe. Yeah. yeah. Well, like engineers it. don't care for it that much. No, they don't. The popping. No, yeah, yeah. Because and I, some, I was just doing some recording with Doug Lancio and and uh, yeah, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of popping to clean up on. Yeah, well, that's funny. It that's happens. funny. Why don't we get you to play a couple more songs? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me yeah. look at my list. Look at your list yeah. and decide what you want to play. Decide. Okay. Ken <laughs> Ritchie, y'all. <laughs> All right, let's see. This one. I'll play a couple songs from, uh, I made a record with a friend of mine, Giles Martin, and I got to make it over in London and, uh, and uh, with my friends that were over there. It's called Chinese Boxes. And I wrote this one with uh, Bill DeMaine. Who's here, yeah. He's a great guy. Where are you, Bill? Okay. Direction. 
Yeah, there's Kim Ritchie. Isn't that great? And and, and like it's I was so saying, good. she's just right there. She's a real person. Doesn't I mean she really feels like somebody you want to have a cup of coffee with? I know. I, and and yeah, cup of iced coffee. Cup of iced coffee. <laughs> yeah, she's more into iced coffee, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but it's great. And we're we're, we're getting ready to dive into our to our gear guys section. But first, we just want to talk about the Russell, the hotel in East Nashville. We love the Russell. It's a beautiful hotel right in the heart of East Nashville. They were untouched by the tornado. We can't believe it. It's uh, insane. It is unbelievable. It is an extraordinarily beautiful property. Twenty three rooms. Um, colorful. They've incorporated the stained glass. They've used Beautiful. some old church pews that they've turned into headboards for the king and queen size beds. They have a podcast booth in the lobby, and we're going to use that podcast booth this summer when we're there for the Wild Ponies trail ride and record the long ride with Wild Ponies right there from the from the Russell Hotel. That's going to be great, huh? Won't that be amazing? And the other thing I love about the Russell so much, and we mention this every week, is they have this program called Rooms for Rooms in which they donate a pretty good chunk of all of the uh, money they, they receive every night from the people who are staying at their hotel to charities that help folks who are experiencing homelessness. Give them beds, give them showers, take care of them a little bit. It's a I great mean, thing. that is a win, win, win all around. It Supporting is. the Nashville tourism economy yes. at Which this needs it right time now. is crazy. Um, getting to stay in a beautiful spot located in the heart of East Nashville and giving back to the local community. Yeah, Amazing. so check them out. Yeah. For sure. It's time for the Long Ride Gear Guide. Yes, the Long Ride Gear Guide, the part of the podcast where we take a product and we review it from a one to five horseshoe rating. It's something we're going to use either on our touring lives to play music or on our motorcycles because we love motorcycles. Today, we're reviewing Headspace. That's right. Headspace, the mindful meditation app. You guys, as we mentioned, we're recording this in the middle of the lockdown of the global pandemic. And things get crazy, you know, and your head gets real spinny. We've been using Headspace almost every day and, and we love it. It's helping us kind of keep a little bit of perspective and, and it helps us feel like... Um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And maybe it's, it's okay not, but it helps us feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, but I do I have found I've I've tried to start days with and without headspace and the days that I start with headspace go a lot better. Not only that, it kind of helps me get into a creative space better if I need to. If I need to clear things out, clear the clutter out of my mind, a little headspace helps me out. Any kind of mindfulness meditation seems to be really 
an important thing in times like these. It can kind of help you get perspective and just kind of keep moving. So check it out, you guys. If you're feeling a little bit trapped in your homes and trapped in your head, Give, give a little sweep up there mm, with headspace. How many how many horseshoes are we going to give it? I you know I I give headspace a solid four horseshoes. Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love Andy. Love Andy's voice. I love voice. Andy's voice. Andy's got a great voice. Yeah, it's good. Makes yeah. me real happy. It's worth it. Check it out. It's in the app store. And uh, you know this is again an unsolicited uh, free ad, I guess, for headspace. But we're, we're we're fans. Check it out. For now, let's drop back into one of our favorite places in the whole wide world. I wish we could go there today and spend some time with Fear and Emily. Let's go to the Bowery Vault and listen to some more of the amazing Kim Ritchie. Uh, this one, this song was on. Uh, it was on an episode of Grey's Anatomy, and uh, and I didn't know that it was on there. And I was watching Grey's Anatomy one time, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I like it." <laughs> All right. If you can say that you don't love me If you can look me in the eye And say that you don't love me I can say goodbye If you can tell me you won't miss me Sound convincing when you say that you won't miss me. I can walk away because I don't have a point to prove or a stand to make. I'm just trying to. Find my way and a face to wear and a place to be in the absence of your company. Easy as that 
song. That is a song. <laughs> let's, let's hear it for the musical director of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I mean... And um, this is like a lesson in songwriting yeah, right here in, in the flesh. Like we're always talking about um, putting in more um, things you can stub your toe on and, and those specific rich details that, yeah. that put you in the story. And you, and you do that Thanks, so beautifully. Man. Thank you. Yeah. You have a quote, even on your website, you, in your bio, you have a Harlan Howard quote where you say, this is actually your quote oh. talking about Harlan Howard. You say, Harlan <laughs> Howard said, and maybe I've taken it too much to heart, it's always more believable if you sing it in the first person. And when I sit down to write, if it's something I'm going to sing, I want, to, I want it to be what I want it to be. I don't really settle, which may make me a little hard to write with, but I have to be <laughs> able to stand up and sing it night after night, and I can't if I don't really believe it. Yeah. And I think that is something that comes through in your song. And oh, you can thanks. hear that she believes yeah. it, right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Would you talk for a minute about your relationship with your fans? How you, how you feel that relationship is? How do you, yeah. Where, how do you, how do you, do you know who they are? I haven't slept with any of them. <laughs> oh. Good on you. <laughs> well, I've got, uh, um, they're, it, it, uh, people that come and play with me, you know, like friends, guitar players, and different players, they're like, your fans are so nice. Yeah. Like, they're all, um, they're, they're all really, really nice people and I talk I stay after all the shows and talk to people and stuff and uh, and I have people that have been coming like since the first record mm -hmm. so it's it, it's that they and people that have become friends and everything but I have I have really really nice great fans yeah yeah we always say that we tend to make better friends than fans yeah. sometimes for the same kind of reason for the same re yeah we're, we make ourselves accessible after shows like that's yeah. part of that's part of what we're doing here is connecting with the world so yeah i think it's i think it's uh, i really enjoy doing that it, it, it's it's hard doing that because that takes a lot out of you if there's you know a lot of people that want to talk yeah. afterwards because that's well it's physically hard on your voice and then you know just after the show's over it's like oh i mean if you if you if you've got energy after the show you didn't do it right 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 <laughs> so. right, right yeah <laughs> What, how about, because you, you came into the music industry, you're, you released your first record in 1995, a very different time well, Mercury, right? in the industry. Mm -hmm. So how, how, is, how is your relationship with the industry different now than it was in 1995? Well, that record, um, that record, we went to country radio. They weren't having it. They, they, I was suspect because I, I remember there was one interview where they... They, uh, I drank iced coffee and I was like, oh, you're not country. <laughs> that's too, that's too cosmopolitan. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, really? But, um, so in, anyway, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a great fit. I mean, yeah. it wasn't cause I wasn't into it. Cause I, I went to the, um, you know, the fanfare mm -hmm. and my first fanfare was like when they had it over the fair at the fairgrounds right. and that, and you just, you sat in a booth and you had like little headshots that you would sign for people. And, and they, you know, I had a big line. I hadn't even have a record out yet, but nobody cared. You know, they just wanted to get a signature from somebody, but it was like all your aunts had come to see you. You know, it was just like, <laughs> they were so sweet. All the people were so sweet. I was like, I can do this. You know, these yeah. are, these are nice folks, but yeah, the radio people were, they weren't having it. That's, that's funny. I wonder, 
and this is this is total speculation here, but one of the things that I connect to with your music is you write very vulnerable songs. Like y- your characters in your in your songs are vulnerable. You in your songs are vulnerable, but not powerless. There's it's it's not a it's not a navel it's not a navel gazing downtrodden powerlessness. It's like a a powerful vulnerability, which which I really connect to. But I wonder if that could be intimidating to some folks industry in particular industry people yeah just speculating and we'll probably cut that out of the podcast (laughs) 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 we're all still trying (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) well and you also so there are a lot of musicians in the audience tonight and you and you have a wonderful reputation among songwriters and players in in Nashville and beyond well, but thanks. how do you how do you feel about your relationship with your community you say that sometimes you might be hard to write with yeah. but <laughs> how do you feel about like what do you do to nurture the relationship with your community of of writers and artists that's the that's the hard thing uh, for me with touring and everything. I, I bet you yeah. guys are the same, and it's just it's really hard to stay connected because you're just you know we're gone all the time, and then when I come home, you know I just don't don't want to do anything. Yeah. I know a yeah. lot of times, but but um, that's why I, I love writing with people, and only after all these records I made, this the last record was the first time that I wasn't asked. So you write a lot with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's a really bad thing, and I can't do it myself, so I have to write with all these other people. But I love writing with we other people. Yeah, it's just, too. it's a blast. I was what are you doing next Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to my parents. <laughs> but it's it's really cool to be, like, some of my closest friends I've met because of songwriting, and I was talking uh, today about this with my friend Jordan in what I love about it is like you'll sit down and you kind of immediately get into talking to stuff that's really personal oh, yeah. Yeah. under the guise of, well, it's just a song, so I can say all this stuff. You know, like if it was a regular friend person, it would take you a long time to ramp up to that those kind of uh, subjects and stuff, you know, um, before, you know, to trust that person enough. So yeah. I, I, I love that about songwriting. Yeah. And, and and when else do you just sit in a room with nothing else? You're not at the movies. You're not watching a TV show. You're just sitting in a room for hours with somebody just talking. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, it's awesome. I, that's and it's so exciting. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. The thing I love about song, we, we do a lot of teaching, and I always point out that you you start, there's nothing. Nothing exists. There's like nothing. And then you have a song, and it's a real thing you can put in the world. It's magic. Mm-hmm. It's like real magic. Yeah. Like the real magic. Alchemy. It's amazing. When you're with, when you write with somebody else too, another thing I love is like, if I, when I write a song on my own, you know, I'll finish it and it's like, I don't know, is this any good? Uh, and, and then, you know, when you write a song with somebody else, you're both there and you're like, hey, yay for us. You're ramping <laughs> each other up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Then you have somebody to share that with, I think is really cool. Well, play us a couple more. Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to come back for the speed round. <laughs> Our favorite. Should I be afraid of the speed round? No. No. Well, since we were talking about Nielsen, I'll play a, a song that Nielsen and I wrote.
interviews okay. this is called our speed bump okay you can't even think about it you just got to go with your gut Kim go <laughs> with your gut okay sunrise or sunset rise rise no changing set set sunset okay yeah pen or pencil pencil totally oh. because you got to change your answers sometimes yeah I like being able to erase fire drive oh drive totally yes yeah. rivers or ocean I'll take a river. Mm. Interesting. Last year or next year? Next year. Brooks or Dunn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we put that okay. on there. You know this? <laughs> What's this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> LA or London? London. Yeah. 
fill up before or after the gas light comes on in the car? Before. Before, wow, yeah. prepared. Oh, that, no, that just, that's too stressful. Oh, oh man. See? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be stressed out. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Duncan. Uh, Duncan, good choice. I mean, the accent kind of goes with the Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys are listening to The Long Ride with Wild Ponies. We have Kim Ritchie here, uh, and we're so excited about it. Love it. All of this, it's amazing. All of the sound that you're hearing, whether you're in the room or whether you're listening on the podcast or on WSM's Route 650, is coming out of this one beautiful Ear Trumpet Labs Myrtle microphone. All of the sound. That's it. That's all you're hearing. Thanks, Myrtle. Thanks, Myrtle. Thanks, Ear Trumpet. Why don't we see if we can pump some more good sound through it right now? You should. Yeah, Kim you Ritchie should. singing some songs. A couple more? Yeah. All right. You okay. guys are good. You've done this before, haven't you? <laughs> all right. Let's see. This is a song I wrote with uh, Mike Henderson, one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um... He, uh, we wrote this song a long time ago, and it never quite seemed to fit on any record, and uh, it did on this one, just because I think this, my newest record, Edgeland, it's a lot of looking back over stuff, so it, it seemed, to, seemed to fit here. All right, it's called uh, Chase Wild Horses. It's not the one you're thinking of, probably. Not the Stones one. <laughs>
That's another really good one. I've loved that one so much. Thanks. It's great. Yeah. I run my share of wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so good. I didn't even turn my page, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is there is there anybody that's been a part of your community that you sort of consider an unsung hero? Like you're like, why is that person not getting their due? You're like you think they're amazing. Oh yeah, and I do my best. Yeah. It's Mondo. Son. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. I I he is so good. He's yeah. so good and I love him to bits and yeah, so we play shows together and you know, I if uh, um He's open, open for us at the city winery, so I always drag him along and write with him a lot. But, you know, I he's just he's just great. Yeah. He's really, really one of my favorite songwriters. And about, beautiful melodies, too. Yeah. What yeah. That dude. That's awesome. A nice guy. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Mm -hmm. how, about, <laughs> how about somebody that's, that's new uh, that you've heard that you think they're just really great? That may, might not, might not be there excited. yet, but you're excited for the future. I think Lily Hyatt's pretty awesome. Oh, come awesome. on. Yeah, she's yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I yeah. think I, I got to hear her. Also at that, great melodies. Yeah. yeah, at that 38 mm -hmm. uh, thing. I, she I just also, like her whole vibe, too. She also has that um, similar thing about being vulnerable, but but powerful within the vulnerability. Yeah, you know what? I don't nice. think you'd want to mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So looking back... If you if you were to give maybe not Lily Hyatt but somebody who's just starting out advice that you would maybe give to yourself in 1995 when you were just kind of starting or maybe even when you were at the steak and ale phase <laughs> of your career <laughs> what, what 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 serves you well and what hasn't served you well and and uh, what advice would you give to to songwriters and singers and performers and touring it's, musicians? It's so different right now. Mm. I mean, from when I started out, the whole music biz thing is really, really super different. But, but I I think that I would say that it, do it because you really love doing it, not because you want to be famous or you want to make a bunch of money. If you want to make a bunch of money, you're completely delusional. Yeah. And uh, but just because you really you really love doing it. And you love uh, working for yourself, yep. And not having a regular job. I always it's say a there's lot a lot of, of easier ways to make a shitty living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. A, but that's that's what that's the thing. I think it's just you just have to really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, why don't we let you close us with oh one more gosh. song? That's you guys. A, I can't I can't top that. Kim Ritchie on the long ride. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You guys are really good. Really good. Thank you. Guys. Let's see here. This song always makes my stepdad cry. He's a crier, though. Let's see. Well, it's not hard to see. Anyone who looks at me knows I am just a rolling stone. Never landed any place to call my own. Whether it ain't no rain or snow 
Magdalene I traveled along And I make my bed With the stars above my head And I dream of a place chance to settle down, get a job and live in town, work in some old factory. I never liked a foreman standing over me, over me. Oh no, I'd rather walk a windy road, rather know the things I know and see No looking back and no goodbyes No goodbyes And someday I'll go Where there ain't no rain or snow Till then I travel stars above my head and I dream of a place called home Na 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 Kim Ritchie, there you go. So good. I Full so on much. fangirl. I don't know if y'all could tell or not. <laughs> Kim Ritchie, she's one of the best ever, you know? So great. And she has a new record coming out on March 27th. It's a review of the songs from her Glimmer record, mm-hmm. and it's called A Long Way Back. 
We're about to dive into the final segment of the Long Ride with Wild Ponies podcast. But first, before we do that, we want to remind you about our wonderful sponsors. Lurstrom 1917, the makers of these gorgeous bullet journals. Love them, love them, love them. You can order them online. They'll deliver them to your door. Yeah, and <laughs> what better time than the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic than to have a journal yeah. to note some of the things that you're experiencing to help you figure out how to pass time, to keep et cetera, your to-do list et cetera. current. Etc. And these are beautiful journals. We love using ours. We use we both use ours every single day, and uh, helps keeps us sane in these times. They have a wonderful slogan: "Dinken mit der Hand," which is "Thinking with the hand" in German. I love that slogan. It's so it's great. It's so great. You, know, you it's just keep so the great. hand moving and get things out, and it's just a just a great way to to keep your head clear as well. I'm really, really into clearing heads lately. Yeah. My head clear. Yes. We, it's exactly. a thing. It's a theme. And they also come in an array of beautiful colors. So if you're needing something to just bring a little color and sunshine into your life right now, um, might we suggest a Lurstrom 1917 bullet journal? Check them out. And so now for the final segment of the Long Ride with Wild Bunnies podcast. Time for the creative prompt. And don't tell me you don't have time for this right now, because <laughs> I know that you do. That's true. Your creative prompt comes straight from the final song Kim Ritchie laid on us in this episode. It's called A Place Called Home. A Place Called Home, a place we're spending a lot of time. A place we have a new home, a new place called home right here. Yeah. In Aranville Terrace. So it's on our minds a lot. So take that, A Place Called Home. Take that prompt and go create something. Make a recipe, make a postcard make a, a painting write, write a, a poem, poem do a dance make a soup whatever whatever and tag it on the socials with hashtag ponycast and we would love to see what you come up with be a part of the creative community you know you can do it and if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to listen to the longer version you want to hear the full long version where there are more songs and more interview with kim ritchie Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash wildponies. And for just $1 a month, you can get the full extended version of each and every podcast from season one. It's really fun. We also do cover songs of all the artists we have on there. So it's really, really, really a fun thing to, to check out. It's great. Hey, thanks so much to WSM Route 650 for having us on. Thanks so much for you guys for listening. If you like what you're hearing, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much to the Russell Nashville and Lurstrom 1917 for sponsoring season one of The Long Ride with Wild Ponies. If you want to know more about us, wildponies.net. That's about it for now. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye.